Thank you for listening to Therapy for Guys. My name is Kike Autry, and I'm a licensed professional counselor in Katy, Texas. In this podcast, I want to explore the issues that men stay silent about, our struggles with anxiety and depression, our relationship issues, obstacles that we face with a diagnosis like ADHD or autism or OCD, and our big existential crises, those related to spirituality and religion, to larger cultural realities, and to the question of the meaning of life. If you enjoy this podcast and you would like to learn more about me, I would encourage you to check out my website. You can find it at kikeautry.com. That's Q-U-I-Q-U-E-A-U-T-R-E-Y.com. I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect. And as always, remember, continue the conversation. In this episode, I speak with Jeremy Strives. Jeremy, or Jay, is a professional barber and author living in Houston, Texas. This is a wild conversation. We talk about Jay's time in prison, his struggle with addiction, the ups and downs of being married, and becoming a father. He also explores some of the messages that he received and internalized about what it means to be a man when he was growing up. We even talk about his work as a barber, makeup, John Wayne, and the performance known as masculinity. If you're a guy who's wondering about the value of therapy, you should definitely listen to this episode. Make sure to check out his website. He'd love to connect with you. You can find him at jstrives.com. Thanks so much, guys. I really hope you enjoy this episode. And as always, remember, continue the conversation.
Jeremy. Good morning. Good morning. Can I call you Jeremy or yeah. should I call you Jay? I, it's something that I thought about for a long time, and I'm ready to. I'm, I've always been like, oh, you just call me Jay or whatever. But uh, Jeremy is what I'm working towards as I get older. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of a like, more adult, mature version of yourself. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, <laughs> I like you know, when I when I wrote my book, I was like, do I just do I put my name on this or do I put Jay Strath? You know, it's kind of like Fifty Cent. Yes. You know, he was Fifty Cent for so long, and then you know, as he got into his career, he goes Curtis Jackson and every you know Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yes. So what? Do you, okay. So man, this is a good place to start. Okay. What What, what do you think that's about? Um, and I know we're literally talking about names, but yeah. but just that idea of as a man when you get older, I don't know. For me, it was like thirty, maybe thirty five. You know, you sort of start settling into your identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what, what do you think that's so about? for? All right. So for me, I'm like fucking Jeremy. Ew. Right in my mind. In my mind, I'm like, oh, I hate that. Like, I like Jay. It makes me sound more like this. You know, whatever. I don't know. You could call it masculine or okay. whatever. But like, um, I'm like, damn, why did my mom and dad name me Jeremy? <laughs> you know, like I gave my son a Dude, fire that's such name. A white name, right? I'm like, yo, I gave my son a fire name, Adric. Yeah, that's a, a badass name. I a, love Adric. You know, I'm like, damn, that's fire. He, and he might feel the same way. Like when he gets older, like Adric, whose name is that? Yeah. But you know, when I looked it up, it stands for blessed ruler. Oh, and I'm man. like, ooh, that's so fire. He better not hate me for this. But, you know, like, I guess, you know, whatever. Um, back to the main subject here. Like, when I I was like, you know, I always, I'm always i always doing research, always, you know, watching the Internet and things. Oh, yeah, like, you're, you're like a learner. Yeah. A student. Yeah, always. So I came across a video, and um, this guy, he, it was like a TED Talk. Oh, yeah. And he was speaking on how, you know... Um, like Gucci, Honda, uh, Ford, you know, all these things, you know, we're, that we buy are all last names, mm. you know, Rockefeller and, and all that, you know, that's a last name. So for me, it was like, you know, that's, you know, I got to embrace me and, I, and nobody's done anything with my name that I, you know, that I know, um, so for me, it's like, all right, we're we're gonna put a we're gonna put our stamp on the map, mm. and people are gonna know who Jeremy Urquhart is, you know, and um, and so you know, and I, I built a name around Jay Strives, who's a persona in a way, right? And that's the right. guy who I who I created, and now what I'm bringing to my followers is, and you know, people who've been rocking with me for so many years, I'm bringing them like the real me. Okay. Um, because for a long time, I, drugs and alcohol, but nobody knew that. You know, that was all bef- after the camera turned off, mm. you know? Yeah. So, Jay Strives was a, a guy I created. It, you know what I mean? It like happens. He, it, he was. And, uh, I mean, he, now he's becoming me in a, in a way because now I'm giving everybody, like, the real me. Yeah. No, so, I love that. So, now it's, you know, Jeremy, Jay Strives, Urquhart. And that's the way that I'm going. I like it. I like it a lot. So will you kind of take a step back and just kind of tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? I mean, who you are, kind of what you're up to, and then maybe we can get more into your story in a little bit. Yeah. um, So me, I'm 31 years 
years old. Damn, I thought you were older, man. Did you? Yes, I'm almost 37, so I feel no like the shit. old guy in the room. <laughs> <laughs> 31. Um, and uh, I'm a barber, licensed barber, t- over 12 years. Started in high school to Damn. save some money, you know, save, you know, for the parties. That's where <laughs> my money was going and for the, you know, for the weed and, and, uh, cigarettes and, you know, throw in on a bottle. You know, that was, that was where my money, where I wanted to save and put my money, lunch money, haircut money, mm. all that stuff. Um, so did, yeah. Did somebody like, did you do like an apprenticeship? How does that work? So I was just cutting myself. And then friends, and then um, after that, I, I I worked. You know, I did everything that a high school kid does. You know, works in Taco Bell, grocery store. You know, I did all that. Then I got into construction, and um, I worked in a pizza joint. Wow. You know, um, a restaurant. I did spend a lot of time in the restaurant. I think that's what helped me turn into an alcoholic. Mm, um, just like the easy access? I think it was more or less just everybody in the restaurant business loves to drink. Mm. You know, we're working all day long, you know, 10-hour shifts, and then by the end of the shift, you know, it's 10 p.m., 11 p.m. by the time you get out, and, you know, you have your shift shift beer, and that just kind of goes in. I just feel like a, a lot of people in the kitchen drink. Yeah. Um. So, you know, um, so a little bit more about me. I, be, I got my barber license when I was 19, and, wow. and I was in the kitchen, you know, working four days a week, 40-hour weeks in there. That was paying my bills, and I was, you know, doing three days a week in the barber shop, growing my book, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, fast forward to where I am now. So I was in the first barber shop for seven years. Um, and then, and that was in New York. Yeah. In New York. Okay. Um, you know, I ended up like, I ended up getting a third DWI. I got one at 17, one at 18, one at 23, 23 put me in jail. Yeah, man. Th- third time's a charm. You know? <laughs> so yeah. Uh, third time put me in jail. Um, I could have taken felony probation, but I took the jail time. Okay. Because I knew at that point in my life, I'm like, my friends are all partying. I'm partying. I don't have a problem. I just need to go get this. You know, I knew that if I took five years felony probation, I knew I was going to jail anyways. Right. Because right. I knew I wasn't going to stay clean. So so how long did you serve? Uh, I did almost, just shy of eight months. Okay. I got sentenced to ten months and with good time. I got out uh, just shy of eight months. Okay, okay. Can I can I pause you and sure. just ask a really deep fucking question mm-hmm. about jail and your just your time there? What'd you learn about what it means to be human Whew. in your time there? Or just the human experience? I know that's kind of a weird esoteric question, but that's that's what's coming up for me. Like what'd okay. you learn about being a man? Oh man, so I cried there. I'm not much of a crier. I, for whatever reason, don't have that emotion, and I haven't totally found it yet. I'm still looking for it, because mm. I'd like to bring out, you know, the softer side yeah, yeah. that I feel I locked up, mm. right? Um, so, like, that was one point in my life where I cried in that cell the first... So, when you first go to jail, you're locked up for three days, and that's so they can watch you to see if you're crazy, or if you can even handle being, you know? Yeah. So that, absolutely. you know, so, uh, you know, I did, I did fine. 
you know, they let me in the general population. <laughs> um, but I was like, you know, when you're put in that small room, it's like, holy shit. You know, like... Yeah, what 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 rushes over you uh, in that moment? It's like, what the fuck did I do? Mm-hmm. Why did I do that? Um, I can't believe I'm here. And at that point, I chose to go in early, so I didn't know how long I was going to be there. I just knew I needed to start my time. Yeah. So I, I told my lawyer, I said, just get me in. Like, I don't, you know, so I was there, I was there um, like two months before I knew when I was going to get out. Mm. And that, the unknown was crazy. Because I'm like, it could have been. It could have, it could have been, I knew I was, I knew it was going to be 12 months. Okay. At the most. I knew I was going to do 12 months. Um, so, you know, that fucking, I was like, like, I've never been to jail, mm. you know, i the most that I was, you know, in, in my time, you know, I would get a DWI and they'd lock me to the wall and I'd go home after I go to court. They let me go. Sure. Um, so yeah. So, you know, like I cried there and, um, you know, and then just being ripped away from society. That to me was also like, like damn, like I can't go anywhere else. Like I, I have to do what I'm told. And the worst part was I didn't know when I could shower. You know, like you don't have a shower in your cell. Like so, Dude, I'm there. That. I'm there. As right, a clean freak. As someone with OCD, I would hate not being able to shower whenever I want to. Oh my god. So you know. So once you get the general population, you kind of can shower whenever you want. Okay. Okay. Um. But when I was in that three-day, you know, lockdown, um, they let me out for an hour. They let you out for an hour to call, make a phone call, maybe grab a book or, you know, watch the news or, you know, just fucking walk around outside (laughs) of your cell, you know. Um, So I didn't know how things went. And... I, I'm doing push-ups, you know, I'm fucking, I'm like, I don't know what general pop is about to be like, I don't know what's about, you know, what's about to happen, so, you know, and I was already in the gym, like, but at the same time, I was just like, I don't know what to expect, mm. right, so, you know, and I'd, I'd be sweating, I was sweating, and then I would get out of, you know, they let me out, and I tried to do some pull-ups, there's a pull-up bar, couldn't do, like, I couldn't really even do one pull up. <laughs> I, it was a different type of strength that I learned in there mm. because I was so used to pushing weight gotcha. and moving weight. But when you when you go and you're trying to pull your own body up, like I could do it to jump a fence. Mm. You know, you're jumping a fence. But when you're trying to do reps, it's a different type of muscle. Mm. So I learned how how I'm like, wow, this is different. Um, so I did. I ended up building some crazy strength in there. Um, by doing pull-ups. Wow. We, we, we would do 10 pull-ups, right? And then you would walk. It was like an L shape, big L shape. So you would walk, do the pull-up, then do the L, drop down. No, no, no. You would do 30 push-ups, walk, do 10 pull-ups, drop, do 30 push-ups, walk the L, 30 push-ups, mm. back, 10 pull-ups. So, you know, and I... And that was crazy because now even when I try to do pull-ups, like I'm back to the weight training. So my pull-up game isn't where it, used to, where it was in there. So anyways, yes. Um, man, so you, so you, you, you cried. You, you experienced kind of this isolation, this yeah. being, being kind of separated from society. Just looking out the... figures telling you what to do. Yeah. Um, looking out of the window of that 
like not even being able to touch grass like there was no grass damn man yeah it's different and then like when i came home when i came home i was literally sitting on the couch and that was different like when i went in like i felt like my phone was vibrating but i don't have a phone Mm. my phone was always on vibrate you don't have pockets but i'd be like checking your phone like i feel like my phone was going off weird shit and that was in the first you know couple weeks Mm. but then you're like you don't have no phone you know um there was some dickhead cops yeah i bet yeah um you know and and i they're cops to us inmates you know like they they say oh they're ceos but they're cops you know and like and no disrespect to cops no disrespect. Like, I, I cut a few officers. Yeah. I, I've always had officers sit in my chair. But, you know, there's good ones and there's fucking bad ones. Oh, yeah. Just like anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, um, I have respect and and for those who, who deserve it. Good story. When I, uh, when I came home, well, I got a job in there in, in the uh, kitchen. And that was ah, great. Okay. That was great. Uh, because that helped me pass like maybe two or three months. Oh, I bet, man. Just having something to yeah. do. <laughs> I got fired, but oh, okay. <laughs> I got fired we'll get to that. But okay. at the, at the same time, it was dope because I was wake. You have to wake up early 5am, take your quick shower and get the fuck out, you know, yeah. and, and to, cause you got to do breakfast for, you know, six thirty or whatever gotcha. it was. So you got to make sure that the jelly's good for the toast and mm. you know, all that. Um, so, you know, I passed some time, I was able to eat more, able to, you know, it was great, you get milk, you know, there was this stuff, you know, speaking of coffee, and we were just talking about it, you take creamer, I said, you know, I was in jail, I drink whatever, it doesn't matter, (laughs) but what we would do is we would take either, you would get your big cup full of milk and sugar and you sell it. When you go back for either stamps or chips or ramen, right? But then um, they stopped. Like, we couldn't go back with the milk and the sugar because, and we called it crack because Mm. everybody wanted it, right? So that's crack in jail. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so what we would do, and I want to bring this to TikTok because I haven't seen anybody do this. But what we do, um, we would take um, hot water. Okay. So you would boil water, but you would fill the cup up with like sugar so this whole cup would be full of sugar when you add the water hot water it dissolves mm. it's a, then it's pretty heavy gotcha. and you add like a dash of um uh some coffee so it looks like it's coffee uh. and really what it is it's like a syrup so then you know you sell it you go gotcha. back to that was the okay. way you're, o- you're always learning in there too there you go <laughs> always learning ways to fucking do shit um yeah yeah they're resourceful (laughs) yeah for real so you know i met some good people in there um but yeah so like back to the main thing man being ripped away from society that hurt um i made a promise to like myself and my grandmother who's Mm -hmm. no longer here that i wouldn't do that i wouldn't get put back into that and, um, you know, sitting on my couch when I got home and just being sitting in front of like a 50 a, a inch TV was like, this is weird. Cause you know, you're watching a 32 inch and it was, it just felt weird coming back into society. And that was after, you know, only eight months. Right. 
And I can only imagine the people who are doing years, what happens and how they feel when they come home. You know? Oh, yeah. You do get, you do get, um, what's the word? The institutionalized. Institutionalized. Yeah. Have you ever seen the Shawshank Redemption? The I have, and it's been a long time. Yeah. We, my wife and I just recently watched It's one of our favorites, and that's mm-hmm. one of the themes, right, is um, some of those guys that have been in there for 50-plus years, mm-hmm. they get out, and they don't know what the fuck to do with themselves, with their lives. And, you know, w- you know, one guy commits suicide, but it's it's tragic. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that that kind of even happened only after eight months. Yeah. I can see it. I, I yeah. believe it. And I came, so I had a girlfriend at the time. We, uh, I left her, I paid two months of the bills and I left like two grand cash. So that way she would be good. Because I knew I was going away for, I would, I said 12 months to eight months. Like right. I knew it was going to be, because if you get sentenced to 12 months with good time, you do the eight months. Got you. Right? Got you. So I, when I got sentenced to 10 months, I, it was so weird to me. I'm like, damn, how did I get sentenced to 10 months and I only and I do almost eight? Mm. Wait, good time. But if I got 12, I would have done eight months. It was weird to me, but I didn't understand that, but whatever. So, um, you know, I come home. I planned on taking, you know, like two weeks yeah. to get back. Well, it was like my second day home. I just turned my phone on. I'm getting phone calls for bills not being paid. Um, oh shit! Yeah. Man. Oh yeah. Three months of three months of National Grid. That's you know electric or something not paid for. Phones past due. I'm going, bitch. <laughs> right. I'm going. I gotta go back to fucking work. Like right now. Like I wasn't oh, ready. Right. Terrible. I wasn't ready. But I was back to work three days out. Um, I, I ended up, I ended up fucking, we ended up splitting. I ended up finding out she was messing around. You know, I give credit to her for seeing me. She would, she would come to see me weekly. Okay. Okay. But the fact that the bills weren't paid, I did what I, you know, I left two grand. My mom, we were renting for my mom. She even came down on the rent for us. And, you know, so like, I was like, how the fuck do you fuck this up? And then fuck me over with, you know, uh, seeing other men. Yeah. You yeah. know, that to me was, that Dude, to you me. you got fucked over a couple times. Yeah. Though. So, you know, now, you know, like I said, I'd give the credit with coming and seeing me fucking weekly. Like, or, you know, I had friends or family, you know, that would come or, you know, but most of the time I would see her once a week. Yeah. That was cool. I give that respect. But at the same time. And I was a I was a different person back then, you know. I wasn't probably the nicest mm. at the same time, and which I'm working on that myself, you know. Now even in my you know marriage, mm. and you know being a father now, like I'm a whole different person from then, you know. Even when I came home, you know, and even the years after, you know, and so I'm you know I I feel like as men we start off. Most of us, probably, I mean, for me, I can only speak on me, I guess, mad at the world or something, maybe. Mad at, or, you know, you got to be tough, right? Yeah. Don't be a pussy. Right. Don't be a pussy, right? You know? And so that was my thing for a long time. And now I'm really like, all right, how do I approach this soft? Like, my wife, you know, suffering from anxiety, depression. Mm. All right, how do I approach this situation with a caring way you know or how do i understand where she's coming from instead of being like suck it up 
bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my, that was my mindset. Mm. What the fuck you mean you're fucked? What are you crying <laughs> for? You know, and that's fucked up. Now, that, that, that when I think about up. it, right, it's <laughs> fucked up. And, and I'm in another place now where I can say, like, I was a fucked up person mm. for, you know, just even that. Like, not even, like, where, where's my soft side? But it, the, I was raised you know uh, growing up like to for whatever reason i you know was raised to be some not have emotion yeah so can you can you just speak on that i mean from your own experience but but just thinking about it generally for guys mm-hmm. what are some of the messages that we hear growing up as kids as teenagers maybe there are different ones in different regions but 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 i think there's probably some universal ones at least here in the states um i mean you know I feel like I do this with my, you know, with my son, you know, it's like one thing, like, I feel like I heard because it's programmed in me. It was, you know, you know, keep crying. I'll give you something to cry about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What are you crying for? You want me to give you a reason to cry? Yeah. Type shit? Yeah. It's, you know, I heard that, you know? Um, So, but like... And I, I know I said it to my son, but, like, in a joking manner. Mm. But, like, my wife, she'll cringe. Right, right. Because uh, what is that message actually saying, do you think? With that, man, um, you know, there's – it's, like, I will whoop you. I think, you know, like, my mom was more of the aggressor. My mom was – you know, she'd fucking be quick to give me a backhand, yeah, yeah. open up with the hand. You know, it doesn't have to be back. It could be just an open, um, you know, a punch. Um, it's like the bitch slap before Will Smith. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, like uh, I remember, you know, my mom, she whooped me with her shoe at the airport. And I wasn't being, I mean, I wasn't being a nice kid. But at the same time. You're being a little asshole. Yeah. I called her a. B-I-T-C-H-N, I think, is the C word. But, so, you know, we could talk about that, I guess. This was when you couldn't use your phone on the airline in the during takeoff. Right, right. But, like, I, you know, I'm like, fuck, for what, right? So I was sending a text <laughs> while we were taking off or before we were taking off. And the lady in front of me, he's on his phone. He's on his phone. Yo, and it embarrassed my mom. Oh, okay, yeah. And my mom, you know, whatever. And I'm like, yo, like, and my mom, she was just quick to short fused, loser shit, you know, whatever. And I think that's programmed into me too. So I'm fighting that. Got you. No, that's a good connection. Yeah, I'm fighting that. Every, you know, not every day, but probably every day. Sure, short sure. Fused. I bet. Um, so I think you know. So I'm fighting that. And I'm also uh, like really working on. You know, taking the softer approach when it comes to my son, like he's, I have to remind myself he's two. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he's so young. Right. You know, he's two and a half. Two wait, and until, half. wait until he's 12. <laughs> you know, well, you know, I don't know, you know, and I'm just like, I don't, some things it's hard for me to remember going back, but I feel like things are coming back to me. But, um, can yeah. we, man, there's so much good shit uh, to explore and all that. If you don't mind, can we go back to one of the statements that you, you've told Adric that you heard growing up? Yeah. Um, what are you crying about? I I can give you something to cry about. Mm-hmm. You know what my interpretation of that is? Because I heard that too, is I think it's telling men, hey, 
toughen up. Yeah. W- w- whatever emotional inner world kind of stuff that you're struggling with, that shit doesn't matter. Right. If you really are going to cry, it's going to be some kind of physical pain, something on the outside, and that shit will break you up. And that's that's an that's an awful message because our inner world, our emotions, they'd be madder the most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so mean, this is one of the reasons I think we're divorced from our emotions is mm-hmm. we, we get this message that that shit doesn't matter. Right. So focus on the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like there. So you know, I I do think that you know, for men, in order to be have any type of hurt or emotion, it's you know got to be something a physical pain. Right. A physical pain, whether, you know, all right, you break your arm, that's a little different, but you better maybe suck back some of them tears. You know what I mean? Like, I never broke my arm or anything like that. Um, I did tear my spleen, you know, snowboarding. Ooh. Yeah. Um, But I didn't cry until, like, I got, I made it down the mountain. Mm. Like, I, you know, I was able to tough it through and I just collapsed in the lodge. And I feel like I definitely shed some tears in there. Yeah. You know, I was 14, though. Um, It was my 14th birthday. Mm. So. um, You know, one of the interesting things is, you know, they've done some research and emotional pain kind of registers in the same kind of way that physical pain does. Okay. And so that that right there, right, when, when, when people kind of study that physiologically, that right there says that our emotional pain is as important as our physical pain. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the but we're divorced from that as guys. I think, right? I mean, I'm like working on mental health with my wife. You know, like, um, so I think that yeah, like the mental health for men has been not. I don't know what what's the word. Like, it's just been shunned. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, with it being 2022 and all the research that we know, you know a lot more than me when it comes to that aspect of things. I'm just starting to dig in. Sure. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm starting to find myself and, you know, take a look back at my life and be like, oh, well, that's why I'm this way or mm. that's why I do this or, you know, so like my son yesterday. You know, he he comes out from his nap and drops the his new toy that he had. It was still in the box. You know oh, the fishing. Man. You know the fishing game where the fish they come up, open their mouth. You oh split. yeah, yeah that game. So is you know then the fish everywhere. Every you know, he's crying <laughs> and like you know I feel like me if I that was me my dad probably would have been like you know get away from me you know yeah. like or you what know the fuck are you crying about get right, away from me right. You know, and um, instead of comforting or saying, you know, it's okay, like, you know, I had to, I had to, you know, bring them back. We work on breathing. Okay. Yeah. You know, really just bringing them back. I'm like, dude, it's okay. Like, you know, and I make sure he's looking at me. Like, mm. I'm approaching parenting so different than the wow. way I was raised. That dude, that's, that's beautiful. I love it. I love it too. And, and, you know, and it makes me feel good. You know, to to be doing things differently. Um, you know, I, I was I was talking to you know my grandmother, and she's told me some stories mm. about like what his dad did to him. Mm. And so, like, I see the way you know how that affected him, how it affected me, and 
And then, you know, I can only imagine what was done to my grandfather. Right. You know what I mean? For oh, him yeah. to be doing X, Y, Z, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say I had a terrible life. And, you know, it's like I had clothes on my back. I had food. I had toys. The house, the house, there was always power. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't have a bad life, but there is some traumas that took place oh, that yeah. I'm working on. Oh, yeah. Um, Same I, here, brother. You know? So, um, and, and, and I think just being aware is the game changer. Mm. So, I mean, when I've been it, thinking about that a little bit, even like in like spiritual traditions. I'm not necessarily a Buddhist or a Hindu, but, you know, they have these notions of like enlightenment or awareness. And I know that can mean so many different things, different people. The way I kind of mean it is in life, you've got the suffering, you've got the struggle. Things can start to change when you have that moment of quote unquote enlightenment or awareness where you develop that insight Mm -hmm. to begin to understand, okay, this is what's happened. This is probably why. How can I integrate that and do it differently? Mm-hmm. Not that it's that I've, easy, but I, but I think the opening of the eyes, so to speak, and coming to that awareness is key. I've uh, I've seen a lot of the Buddhist stuff, and I want to, I really want to. Uh, I've told Leslie, I'm like, I want to go do, I want to go spend some time with like them like i feel like part of me really wants to do something like that yeah like where you just go and you know wear that robe thing and and just see a different way of life and i'm actually reading a book um the cow in the parking lot okay i haven't heard about it please tell me i'm, I'm, I'm a book okay team, so man. i'm not too far in okay um and it's kind of gotten put on the back burner in the last couple of weeks because we've been doing a lot of things but pretty much um and it's crazy you know it's uh it's like okay so the cow in the parking lot the 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 thing it's dealing with anger and okay. dealing with you know your emotions so pretty much you pull up into this this grocery store and you put your blinker on somebody backs out and pulls away and then a car comes and just cuts right in front of you and takes that spot. Ooh, God, I right? fucking hate those people. <laughs> and, right? So you're just like, you know, you're looking at this guy and you know, you honk the horn like, dude, and the guy gets out the car and gives you the finger. <laughs> right? And now what do you want to do? Especially somebody who's, who's you know, uh, you know, maybe got some anger issues. Yeah. You know, at that point, you might want to get out the car and ring them. You know, fucking drag them across the <laughs> parking lot. But, you know, it's like, how do you control that? What do you right. do? Right. So the guy, you know, he changes the approach. And this is, you know, it's a Buddhist approach or, you know, the the... the the book is, you know, it's got some Buddhist stuff. Anyways, so he changes the approach, and he's like, now what if it's, what if the car backs out and the cow just comes walking, moseying the right along, mm. and walks into that spot and lays down? Mm. You're going to be mad. You're going to get out. You're going to, you know, you're going to laugh. You're going to be like, wow, you know? But if if you look at that, that person who cut you off as the same situation, it's like, you know, like, what can you do? You know, or you could get out the car, take some lipstick, write F you on the thing. You could <laughs> you could smash all the windows, you know, but then you're caught on camera. You could the bring secu- some stick home. You know, yeah, the secu- you know, the security guard, now you're fighting a charge, you know, if you do these things. But if, if a cow did it, 
and, and then you find out the cow sits there every day. You know, what if the, that's the cow's spot? And, you know, and the cow's just doing what it does every day, mm-hmm. you know? So um, I haven't finished the book yet, but, you know, that's about, you know, roughly, you know, what's going on and the approach and different strategies, you know, to handling certain situations. Um, so, I love that. So it's like kind of developing a different interpretation, and, mindset. Yeah, perspective on things. And I think that for me, that's where I'm at too is like, perspective you know it's just like like i can't change what has happened i can only you know change me and 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 be a better person i love that yeah so i think i've mentioned to you before that um i'm really into this group of ancient philosophers the stoics and they were some of the first people to write very seriously on the topic of anger, right? Um, they they kind of saw anger as like the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not sure I completely agree with them all the time on their thinking on anger, but they have some really good stuff to say. But it, it rem- what you were talking about reminds me of this quote that's right behind me that I always share with clients, which is from Epictetus, who was, um, he was a slave that later became free and then kind of reflected on what true freedom is. And for him, it was the ability to sort of control your mindset. And and he would always say, you know, it's not things in and of themselves that really disturb men. It's their rigid or sort of bad interpretations of what's happening that mm-hmm. really gets them caught. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sort of like the Buddha, you know, he said, you know, we, we get struck by the first arrow. That's like the pain of life. And at some level that hits everybody. But the second arrow, suffering, are all the thoughts and all the bad mindsets that we bring to things mm-hmm. that really make things worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I've never heard that. Like, and thought about things as, you know, getting struck by the arrow, boom. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other one is like, I guess the way I'm interpreting that is like, why is this happening to me? Exactly. Like, this always happens. Like, I can't, you know... You know, or whatever. That's yeah, the way yeah. I'm interpreting. No, 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 like the arrow, like damn, and then it's like, oh, no, it's it's exactly right. You know, in therapy, we talk about this phrase catastrophizing, which is when we take something in our day that yeah is sort of negative and bothers us, maybe results in some kind of distress, but we take that and we catastrophize it. We kind of build it into this giant, super negative story with all these judgments and negative values about what our life now means and how our day is going to be completely fucked. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I kind of joke with some of my clients, like I, I walk into my, my, um, my furniture sometimes in the morning before I go work out mm-hmm. and it, it hurts my toe, right? Yikes. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> and now if I take that and then start a huge tirade, oh my fucking God, it, yes. you know, my, my foot's going to hurt all day and I'm going to be pissed off in my therapy sessions and my whole day is ruined. Yeah, that's going to really fuck things up. Mm -hmm. But if I can just sit there and say, you know what? That kind of sucked. There's a little bit of pain there, but then kind of let it go. Mm -hmm. What actually happened is just my foot got hit by the furniture. I don't need to spin this whole other negative story about what it means for me in my life. Right. Um, And I feel like I was in that. Like, I felt like (sighs) I was in, I was, that was my mindset. And sometimes I got to pull myself out of that. Yeah. Because just the other day I did the same thing. I was going into my shop. 
I got my wife in the car, my son in the car. I got to get a lollipop. But I got these things that I do first, you know, before I get the lollipop. Like sure. I'm like, all right, let me turn on the water, get the hot water running. I turn on the hot towels because I got about 20 minutes before my client gets here. <laughs> yeah. And I want, you know, I want Dude, the towels to be schedule, hot. man. Right. I'm like, I want the towels to be hot. And then, like, I hit my hand on the whatever. And I'm like, fucking bitch, right? But, like, my wife will make fun of me because, like, I say shit like that. Like, mm. when I do stuff like that. Mm. Fucking bitch! Like my wife will mock me or whatever. But like she's, you know, brings me back to reality. And like I thought to myself, I'm like, I'm not about to let that little thing that I just hit my hand ruin my morning. Right, right. Because sometimes I would do shit like that. Yes. Where I would let it ruin, you know, an hour of my time. I'm just like, Mm. laugh it off. It's all good. Like it's okay. Absolutely. Nothing you can do. You hit your hand, dude. Mm. You know, I got to take that approach, you know, and tell myself, like, dude, it's all good, bro. Like, what are you... And I would, you know, if I was... There's been times where, like, stuff like that would happen, but then I would go and I'd hit it. You know, but it don't have feelings. Right. And I got, you know, you're only hurting yourself more. I've, you know, I've done that. And I'm like, why would I do that? Stupid. Right. Does the, the 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 dresser don't feel nothing right exactly <laughs> so I'm the only one you know and that's a problem well uh, I think that's a good point I think ultimately with anger that that I think we men just forget or or can't see right we haven't had the insight that at the end of the day it's just hurting ourselves yeah I mean and I remember one time I was you know my mom she's miserable mm. too my mom's miserable um, so many people are yeah and very contributing my, to their own misery yeah. Uh, I remember one time, and, you know, like, so third DWI, I come home. I've been home from jail for months, years at this point, and um, my mom's helping me, driving me to, to my job, on another barbershop. My first barbershop I was at, I was seven years. Then I was at another barbershop for two years, uh, and then I opened up my own shop, and then COVID happened, and then we ended up moving here, right? So long story short, my mom helped me get around, and I remember one day she was you know, bitching, and she always bitched, right? And I and I feel like I'm this way because of that. Mm. Um, she was bitching about her. She was taking care of her sister, my aunt, who's no longer here. She passed, but um, she's like, oh, you know, Jerry's this, that, the third. She's you know, blah 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 blah, and and she picked on me in kindergarten and blah, blah, made my life. And I said, mom kindergarten you know at this point you're like 50 yeah i'm going you holding (laughs) grudges for why you're only making your life miserable by holding like you know you're taking care of her she's older now like why are you still holding on to that like you gotta let that go Mm. you know and i i remember i i vividly remember having because this was when i started working on my mindset i was Mm. 25 26 you know listening to podcasts Oh, really yeah. starting to grow, but I was drinking and drugging at the same time. Mm. Um, but you know, I had this different mindset then, and I'm in a I'm in a beautiful place now when it comes to my mindset. Um, but like, I remember listening to her talking all this shit about her past, and you know, and I'm like, you're just holding on to stuff, and you're bitching at me to bitch. Mm. You know, you're <laughs> bitching at me, and you're bitching about whatever and you're mad at me or what i didn't do that you know (laughs) (laughs) right but i i i my life was kind of like that you know Mm. with certain things you know even even in the recent years i'm you know i'm 
I'm miserable because of, you know, either something I did or something somebody did to me. Sure. You know, and uh, and then my my home life was bad. You know, and I'm like, but there's nothing I can do but move forward. Mm. So I and you know, like we've chatted, so you know, like some of the things, and it's just like, like I really took a crazy approach to you know bad situations. Yeah, and 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 really just having that sit down with myself, it's like there's nothing I can do about what's been done mm. unless, like, I'm making it better. Sure, because you know I can't change what's been done. I love it. Again, if I can quote uh, that philosopher I was talking about before that I bring up in therapy all the time, Epictetus, he had this manual that he wrote for his students that he hoped would, you know, spread throughout to the common people. And he said, basically, you have to start your day by, you know, almost creating two columns. On the first column are all the things that are out of your control. Mm -hmm. The second column, all the things that are in your control. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to put it kind of therapeutically, you know, he, he might say to us, we're really anxious. We, we really get fucked up when we try to control the things we can't control. And when we don't do enough to try to focus on the things that we can control, mm-hmm. like working on the mindset and our reactions to people and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Leslie told me a good uh, way of thinking about that. Right. Yeah. So it's uh, it's this it's if you're, you know. If you got all this shit going on and, you know, just picture uh, you're standing by the river and if it's something that you can't control at that very moment, just take it, put it on the leaf and let it go, you know, because you can't. I like it. You can't control it now. Um, I can't think of like a, a, an example. Um, I mean, I guess like it would be. I don't know. Maybe a client doesn't show up. Am I right. going to be mad all day? Like, no, the client, he just didn't show up. It's okay. Like, mm. the, let the leaf just keep going. Sure. Like, sure. nothing you can do to change it. So yeah. Let it go. No, you I, know? Yo, I, I love that. Um, man, I, I hope it's not getting too nerdy talking about these Stoics, but w- one of the other Stoics, Marcus Aurelius, again, I bring this up in therapy a lot. He, he had this practice that he would do with himself where he would, you know, even think about sex or, you know, a a really nice dinner. And you have to remember, he was the leader of the Roman world at one point. He was the Caesar. Um, So he had all this lavish, extravagant stuff. But in his journal, in his diary, he would sit there and he would say, you know, yeah, sex can be this amazing thing in our imagination. But if you break it down to its objective reality... I think the way he puts it is it's a few moments of friction and then the release of some liquid, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. or, or he would, he would talk about like a lavish meal and, you know, he would think about that was an animal and it was gross mm-hmm. and it once was alive and now it's dead. And, and I guess I'm, I'm bringing this up to say, I think even when it comes to anger or dealing with our issues, we have to try to have this objective mindset where we're mm-hmm. like, okay, what has just happened to us is X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. All this really negative emotional stuff, all these negative thoughts, we're actually adding that as a second layer to it. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of that is true and important, but I think a lot of it is bullshit. Mm -hmm. And and, and we have to work to kind of remove that layer away from what's actually happened. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think that, you know, I'm going based on the animal and eating things. I think that diet 
is, plays a big role yeah. in how we think and feel. Can you say more about that? I like that. Um, it's very weird because I've done some cleanses with diet. Leslie, too, with anxiety and stuff. Um, I think that, you know, like even just the other day, right, we went and we got McDonald's. And, like, I woke up, and it was, like, the last thing that I ate. And we, I woke up, and I was in a bad mood. And that might have been the day that – that might have been the other day when, like, I hit my hand. Mm. And I'm, like, fucking, you know. Or, you know, and I just didn't feel good. Yeah. And, like, I've done a lot of, you know, watching documentaries on health. and Sure. And, and I've noticed, like, I did a 45-day cleanse with just eating veggies. Um, and, like, I felt better. Like, I, you know, I had to learn a, a way to cook, a different way to cook. Oh, you yeah, know, when that. you take the meat out or you, you're not eating processed foods, you're not eating sweets and stuff like that. Like, I made my own sweets. I made, you know, uh, my own cookies off, you know, with, you know, no sugar or I used date sugar and like some agave syrup mm. and more natural things, I man. Like that. And you know, it doesn't taste like a fucking chocolate chip cookie. Like you know, it doesn't taste <laughs> it doesn't taste that good. Yeah. yeah but yeah. at the same time, when you do change your diet, like you feel better, you look better. Mm. Um, and I think that just affects the way that we look at, or you know think sure. too. Sure. Um, so you know, to go back on to what you were saying. You know, like the way he was looking at sex and, you know, it's it's a perspective. It's a perspective. But, but you know, at the same time, you know, you know, those, all those things are good, too. Like, <laughs> No, no, no. It's funny. Like, I actually have some serious problems with him on his uh, views of sex. I think he was a little bit repressed mm. um, and, and could have done some work on that. But that's okay. He was yeah. an ancient, yeah. <laughs> ancient dude. Right. But we're... So, so there's some things that, that I don't like about his, his work, but I think going back to the idea of perspective, you know, even as you were talking about like chocolate chip cookies, I, I was thinking about Marcus and thinking, you know, on the one hand, it's, it's sugar or it's flour, it's some chocolate, some semi-sweet chocolates or whatever kind of chocolate you use. And, and all that is fine. But right in our minds, in our inner world, we sort of create this narrative about, oh, this is going to make me feel satisfied. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like that warm, gooey chocolate, you know, on our lips. Like we just we just build this this story on top of it, which I'm not always saying is bad. But let's be honest, it it adds a power to the thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it creates a reality. I've done uh, some research on that and like, you know, what sugar does. Like, so sugar is a like a drug you know people are more addicted to like sugar than oh, absolutely. than you know and like caffeine and coffee like so uh, you know and me being you know recovery like I'm you know addict drugs and alcohol you know like I I do I'm in the gym there's that's my mental that's good for good for my mental but then at the same time I like to eat now which I've always liked to eat um but at the you know it's like it's different when you when I'm eating shitty, yeah, and you know when I'm eating good, oh absolutely, my mental state. So I'm you know we're back to now and like you know we're, we're you know portion control is big. That's key, I think. Um, you know, uh, especially like and just eating veggies is different. It's good for the body. We ha- I just think we live in a world. You know, uh, we were taught 
things and there's a whole nother there's a whole nother thing that goes into gut health yeah yeah so i think that that's big with uh um development and mindset and you know absolutely i think it's holistic and it's all kind of connected Mm -hmm. yeah big big things with the gut big things and and (laughs) and, you know veggies yeah oh yeah so yeah so jay do do you mind if i kind of like switch gears a little bit and just kind of both go back to your story but then can I ask you a very specific question about being a barber that I'm yeah. just super interested in? That's cool. So, you know, as, as I mainly work with guys in therapy, I'm, I'm always learning and, and just get real curious on what are the sort of modern struggles, the modern issues that, that men face. Mm-hmm. And so as you're someone who kind of literally spends all their time having conversations with men. Yeah. You know, I don't know how deep they go with you, right? You're almost like a psychiatrist for the hair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we what, do. what are some of the things that you hear modern guys struggling with? Whew. All right, so, um, you know, I think that the main thing that, you know, guys, you know, what we, 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 we talk about, obviously, would be, you know, some women drama. Yeah. The women dramas, you know, and, and you know, and... uh you know, it's like, you know, either making the wife happy or arguing with the wife. Or, and, and that's just that's just the way it is. And that's one thing that I've learned. It's like, you know, well, is this the one that you want to be with? Because if it is like, you know, you, you should maybe, you know, tuck it, tuck it between the legs, man. Um, and, you know, <laughs> and like sit down and figure it out. Because uh, I think like this goes back to the beginning. It becomes a, a pride thing. And, man, you know, and the man needs to. You know, be able to don't take no shit. The man don't take no shit. When in reality, you know, it's not that you have to take shit. I mean, for some certain circumstances, yeah, you got to take some shit. Whether you fuck up. If you fuck up, then yeah, you got to take shit. And And I know because I've had to do it, right? So, but at the same time, you know, you got to be there for for your woman. Mm. your wife your girlfriend and um and if you weren't shown that then you know that could that's where the problems happen you know i feel like when i talk to certain men you know it's like either you know you might be a macho man Mm. or you might have the softer approach yeah and um so like i think that's you know um a big deal when it comes to like men um, you know, maybe the work force just in general, like whether they're happy with their job or not. Mm. But then it's like, what are you doing? You know, to change it. Right. You know, are you just sitting there wishing things are going to be different. I mean, you know, it's like, well, dude, you know, you can't be mad about where you are in life if you're not putting in any type of work to change where you are. Mm. Um, so, you know, I feel like those would be the two main things, man, that that to just go back to the question real quick. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, what do you see as, you know, being around men all the time? Right. 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 As and problems. That was like the yeah, question. Yeah. Right? And, 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 you know, you're you're a figure. And I think in a lot of men's lives where not, not, not that they're going to see you as a therapist and get into all their trauma, but they're probably going to open up a little bit more than they would to other people. Yeah. So I do know people, I know people's dramas and I, you know, like I do think that, you know, for a lot of people, the barber is their therapist that 
you know, they pay to look good. And, you know, and that's another thing. I, I think that a haircut just changes the way uh, a man feels. Man, I was hoping you could talk about that. I wanted to get into that. Just the importance of like how you think about style, your appearance, your hair as a man. When I'm so, you know, that when I'm feeling shitty, I'll give myself a haircut and that'll change me. You oh, know, yeah. it's like, Same oh, here. Although I don't I, give myself one that would really be fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, and even that sitting in the chair, it's like, damn, like when I spin them into the mirror and they're like, man, it's amazing what a haircut does to you, you know, mm. or, you know, how a haircut makes you feel. Yeah. So um, I do think that, you know, uh, you know, making yourself look better, you feel better, which then affects the mental health. Yes. So... You know, and then I got people who say they've never paid $50 for a haircut. Um, and then, you know, be like, all right, I understand why. You know, that you because know, they're either used to going somewhere else or paying a, a lower price. And it's like, okay, so this is what a good haircut is. Mm. Or, you know, it's like, um, you know, I, I never... Um, I have a I have one older guy. He comes every you know maybe month and a half, you know. But his haircut he says lasts him you know that long. And you know he's got older friends who it's just like dude. He he was just telling me this, like dude, where do you get your where did you get that haircut? And you know it's like oh I go here you know it's twenty bucks and blah blah blah. And he's like dude, just pay the money and go so you can go look right like you're 40 years old man you should be like having a nice haircut absolutely um but you know there's people who care about their the way that they look there's people who don't care um i go i'll go on tiktok and I'll, i'll do a video of me filling in my beard right so you know women women do their makeup when they wash that off they could be a totally different person oh yeah we're in a world now where why can't men make themselves look presentable? Why I can't mean, we? I agree. I mean, so, yeah, so let's get into that. You know, you, you got the guy who's on the news. They're fucking getting makeup done before that camera goes on. Yeah. They're, they might, I don't know what happens when the camera goes off, but who knows if somebody's there powdering their face, you know, when the camera goes off. All right, commercial, you know, the they're getting makeup. These yeah. artists that are out on these stages, you know, anybody who goes on, we'll just say the Ellen Show, all these shows. You got Steve Harvey Show. Like everybody, they're all getting makeup to look their best on camera. Oh, absolutely. And so, why is it? Why? Why are men shitted on for wanting to look good? Right. So, you know, uh, we got. I'll, I'll I'll enhance my beard. That's what we call it. Enhancing to make it look fuller, mm. to fill in patchy spots. Now you can. I've used my wife's makeup. Um, I use an airbrush gun. I use uh, hair dye. You know all these things to make it look perfect. Yeah. You post it on Instagram. You and you know I get likes likes and stuff from barbers. Post it on TikTok where you know. You might get some love. You might get some. They're ruthless on TikTok, <laughs> but you get a, you get more hate on there. You know. Um, God, what's some of the hate that you get with that? That's awful. Uh, grow a, grow a real beard. 
you know? <laughs> Men grow real beards. That's makeup. Blah, blah, you know? Interesting. Um, lots I, of I, hate. I always like to say, I, I, I read this somewhere, um, at least back in the day, some younger people may not even know who, um, now I can't think of his name, damn it. Um, fuck, I was going to make a point, but I can't remember. <laughs> That's okay, I do that all the time. But... Yeah, man, I just, uh, you know, the TikTokers are, are ruthless. But TikTokers will see through some bullshit that, you know, because uh, I feel like with social media, social media, you know, that's a big fucking mental fuck mm. because, oh, yeah. you know, you, you're seeing all these people, you know, living this lavish life. Like even, I know couples. It's like, weren't y'all just at each other's throats? Right. Like, you know, whatever, but you posting... You post in whatever, like, you know what I mean? But you got this perfect image on social media and, you know, it ain't true. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So, or at least only partly true. Right, right, right. <laughs> partly true. Um, you know, and it's like, so that's the way I'm going too because I want, I want shit to be real, you know, as far as like for, for my page, what I give out. You know, I've posted, you know, some things on my relationship. Like, y'all think we got, you know, in the caption, y'all think we got it figured out. We've, we've been in therapy. We've been working. Like, we're working to stay happy. Yeah, we're working yeah. to be the best people we can be. We're working. Like, it's not just, you know, uh, smoke and mirrors. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so, you know, like, you know, these, this, this internet world has painted a picture of, you know, um, you know, you got to be this to be happy. You got to have this to be happy when, you know, it's like you can have that, but you have to go through all this bullshit to get to that. Yes. And people seem to forget that. And I, me being one who has been like, well, why am, why am I not here yet? Well, that's because I'm still right here, almost there uh, to get to that. But I have to do a few more things and, to, and climb up the ladders to get to that. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, 100%. I was just talking to someone the other day. A mom was telling me that she felt like her son, who has tremendous potential, wanted to have great success very early on, but without much effort or work. Yeah. And as we both know, that doesn't fucking work. Right. You know, you, you have to hustle. You have to work your ass off mm-hmm. if you want to have some level of success. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, the way that I, I'll paint the picture for, like, any really anything or the way that I paint the picture for barbers is like this. It's like, because when I first started, I was terrible, you know, I was terrible at cutting. Um, but it's like, the more you play a video game, the, you know, the better you're going to be at the video game. So the more that you cut hair, the more that you cut the same hair, the same head, you're going to know the map. Oh, absolutely. So then you know how to work that clipper and little divots, little areas, you know, so it gets better with time and you get faster with time. Mm. So, you know, it's just, you know, continuing to grow, continuing to do the, you know, the things. So that's the way that I I, I put it. You know, it's like in order to grow, you got to put in the work and continuously put in the work. Oh, yeah. No, I think that I think that applies to everything. Right. So I just feel like, you know, people lose that when you look when you're scrolling got you you can lose like why how come i'm not there for instance i'm learning trading been doing it two years um and you know i made money and not and then you know i've not made money and and then at times i'm like well how come i'm not here yet how come but i'm like you know the people that i'm watching have been doing it for six seven years 
people I'm learning from, people, you know, like I'm, I'm still in the beginning of the journey. Mm. You know, it's like, you know, I could lose my, lose my, uh, you know, lose my cool. But when I, when I think back to, you know, a year or two years ago, like the way that I lose my cool now and the way that I lose my cool back then is totally different. Oh, absolutely. Because of the work that I've done and put in. So, yeah. Okay, I remember one of the things I was going to say. So, say. the so the figure that that I wanted to highlight was was John Wayne. Okay. Are, are you familiar with him at all? Is that the is that a country guy? It's 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 kind of the guy that was known for like old time yeah, like Westerns? western western yeah. movies, right? I think but, I know. But but in in popular culture at least like in the 90s, maybe in the early 2000s, um he was sort of like this kind of archetype or this uh this this universal figure of like that strong, silent masculinity, right? Yeah. Um, he was in all the movies and, you know, you were like, oh, God, you're like John Wayne. The reality is, right, he was a movie star and he was actually bald, so he had a fucking wig. Mm. Nothing against being bald or right, a wig, right. but but it was sort of a, a show. Right. And he put on makeup mm-hmm. to look the way that he looked. Right. And so I just think that's almost like an interesting way to think about masculinity sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Like... It's it's a mask. Yeah, uh, we we think that it's a certain type of way, but in reality, there's all this stuff that goes into it that's not even real. Mm-hmm. And so, why are we spending so much time propping it up? Yeah, and keeping it going, uh-huh. right? The toxic forms of it, right? When it's not fucking real, right? Um, I I want to I I just came across this thing with uh, Matthew Connell Connell was it? Oh, Matthew uh, Matthew McConaughey McConaughey. <sighs> God, he's good. Yeah, he's you know. He has a awesome. great book, Green Lights. Okay, I just see, I just seen that. I didn't. I haven't read, oh, read it or anything. He, he he did the Audible. He read it himself. Okay, and that's so, what I want to do with my oh, book too. Yeah, you, you should. Know? Um, but so I haven't got there yet. But like, I just I'm touching on the wig thing with John Wayne yeah, and yeah. But Matthew McConaughey was like bald in the '90s. You know? Do you remember? Re- look it up. Look okay, it up. No, I will. I'll so, so, so there's this thing going around. It's like, how does this dude who swag and, da, 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 and he had no hair, and now he's got this full Lush, head of hair, beautiful right? head of hair. Yeah, <laughs> right. But like, and I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, not that I'm against. Like, I'm not against anything. I'm all against you know, like doing whatever you got to do, hair transplants. Like, it's <laughs> sure. big. but he'll you sit there thing, and bro. he's sitting there and, and saying he didn't get none of that. And it's like, he's like, yeah, I just took this lotion and I rubbed it on my head. <laughs> you know, and it's like, dude. But he's like, all he's. All right, all right, know, all right. All right, all right, right. <laughs> so, you know, um, you know, he's had he's had to have some kind of fucking work done and, and, and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, the you know, everybody, especially like, you know, the people who, who got money, they're, you know, they're paying to get shit done. But then you got the haters. Mm. And, there's, and the, we live in a world now where the haters just have so much access to us, which that'll fuck you up. That, that, you know what I mean? So, so, how is this person who doesn't fucking know me or care about me speaking into my life, right? And then it getting to me emotionally. Yeah, and I've I've been that person where I've let them fucking uh, dictate my day, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, why am I? You know, I don't argue with them anymore. I used to go back and try and prove my point, right, right. but I'm not getting. I'm not going back and forth because that's what you want me to do. Um, 
I had a guy on Twitter today maybe call me an asshole or something because I said I believed in hope. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm not on Twitter. I mean, I'm on Twitter, but I don't go on Twitter. Sure, sure. Maybe that's a good thing. I got to get on there, though. Um, but I'm just, you know, I've just been working on my mental state. Yeah. And uh, so, I'll, you know, Instagram and, you know, even I've, I've really been off the posting and stuff because I just have been working on myself. That's good. Oh, that's really good. I think that that is a big deal. Um, oh yeah, with the mental health, because um, I'll have spurts where I'm like putting out heat, putting sure, out heat, sure. and then I, and then I just I'm like, even me and my wife would like be like, like I think that's where we'll clash because if I'm like on a roll posting, yeah. like yeah. I'm taking my time away from the family. Sure, sure. So like right now I'm in, I'm in, we're both, in, me and Leslie, we're both in a spot. We're like, how do we balance everything? Yeah, that's good. So balance. That's hard. Balance is key when it comes to, I think, relationships and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Now I know that in a couple minutes I, I've got to end it because I have, I have sure, a client, but sure. I kind of have maybe one last question and then I want you to tell us how we can find you online, okay. if you're cool with that. Yeah, yeah. If there's people in the podcast that want to connect with you, maybe get a badass haircut sure. um, or, or pick up your book. But uh, I guess the question is, um, not, not that you need to get into any kind of personal details, but I know you've done your own kind of therapy, different therapists. Is that something that you recommend for guys? Yes. That, that they at least try therapy. Right. So, yeah, let's get into that real quick because uh, I was always against it. Okay, okay. Always against it. Now, I did do therapy one time before with an ex. Okay. The ex that I was in jail with and blah, blah, okay. blah, right? <laughs> so I did do therapy with her. Um, it didn't work because I'm going to say it, it, it didn't work because that's not who I was supposed to be with. Yeah, I was supposed right, to be with right. my wife, right? But at the same time, when I think both – I could say both parties – both parties in that situation weren't ready to commit. Absolutely. And, and and weren't ready to commit to a lot of things. But even the therapy being one, it's like you have to have an open mind. You have to be ready to take your life and your mental state to another level yeah. when you're ready to uh, take on therapy, you know. You have to reach a certain point. Uh, otherwise, it's just not going to It's not gonna work if you don't want it to work. Right? 100%, yeah. So, and I think I was, they, they tr- my parents tried to put me in therapy when I was young. I didn't want you that shit. That, yeah. I wanted to go smoke <laughs> and hang out with my friends. I was right. smoking cigarettes and shit. I was already fucked. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you know, so like, here's the other thing. And we'll get right back to the therapy. But I, you know, from, from I've done a lot of research from, from zero or one from zero to four, that's when you have the most molding stage for your kids. Absolutely. So I'm making sure I'm not fucking my kid up from this, from that point to that point, right? Yeah. Um, and and then you know, and then I think that there's another point where you need, you know, and that's the adolescent stage for the the men sure, especially. Sure. But we'll say you know for for everybody. Um. So so so, back to that. So boom, I didn't want it. Now me and my wife. Who I love very much. That's my, you know, she's my wife. That's my, that's who I'm, you know, my world revolves around her, me, and my son. I was against therapy when we were going through what we were going through. People meddling in our relationship. Right. And, and, you know, not just, you know, 
just a lot of people in our fucking relationship. Her, you know, her family, my family, friends, haters, all that. I'm not doing therapy. I'm not doing it. Why do I? Why? And then finally, I'm like, we need it. Mm. Um, I need it. So I'm, you know, so like, you know, we've done our individual sessions, and I need that. You know, I think it's good. Uh, I think that it's it. You know, like for instance, if if I want to say whatever I want to say to my wife that might not be nice, I can tell you. Yeah. Why not? And why you know because somebody that I can trust instead of like maybe a friend who might turn on you. Right. And then go right. say, well, he said this is blah, 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 blah. It happens. Correct, right? So it's like, you know what? Like, why wouldn't you want to, you know, maybe get some shit off your chest that you, like, it's like. That's what I find for so many men, man. Like, even when there's not, quote, unquote, three things that we need to accomplish in the session, a lot of men who don't have many friendships, that's many of us, mm-hmm. aren't emotionally connected or being vulnerable with anybody, to have this space where they can just sort of let it all out. Yeah. I'm not saying that's the only thing therapy's for. Right. But for men, yeah, it's a huge... My wife says I need a good cry. But I haven't... <laughs> but, what so like, she, she, just went, <laughs> she just went to therapy yesterday. Yeah. And I said, how was it? She tells me about it, and it's cool. We, we you know, whatever. She said, I didn't cry, though. Like, you wanted to cry? But she's like, well, it just feels good when you... And, you know, she jokes with me. Like, you need a good cry. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe someday we'll get there. But I, yeah. but the main thing is I'm doing what I... I'm taking the right steps in that yeah. way. Like, yes, you, I, you know, I know I got to find, you know, whatever I got to find in me to, you know, continue to grow and whatever. And if I cry, I cry. But I, I told her, I said, you know... Let's go ahead and cry right now. <laughs> I, said, I said, you know, I cried when I, the first you know, day or two when I was in jail. Like, what the fuck am I doing? And I cried genuinely, like, for days and weeks when my Grammy passed yeah. away. Okay. Um, you know, and, like, uh, I've had friends pass. I might have shed a tear, you know, and fucked me up a little bit. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I've never cried the way that I did when I was sitting in that cell by myself. And I never cried like I did when my grandmother passed because we were so close. Mm. But, and, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to find that soft spot. I'm working on it every mm. day and working on becoming the best I, I can be. So, so I do think that, yeah, therapy will help us get... How, it helps anybody get to that 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 better version of themselves that Ooh, they're looking to get to. I love it. I love it. Okay, that's a good place to end. Um, so, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, if they want to reach out to you, how do they find you online? The letter J dot so J period strives S T R I V as in Victor E S. So on all social media platforms, uh, Instagram, um, TikTok. That's where that's where you'll find me. Um, but Instagram's cool. Um, if they want to buy something from my store, we are www.jstrives.com. We have uh, the the Barber Head Start. That's the book that I wrote for barbers, uh, new or seasoned barbers. Um, so if they want to order that for their barber, go ahead and you know gift them something that might help their barber get to another level. Mm. Um, we have you know barber shirts and. Um, some extra things on that store yeah so yeah that's 
That's it, man. That's awesome. That's where hey, we're thank, at. Thank you again for your time. This was really fun. I, oh, yeah. I, I hope we can do it again. Yeah, definitely, for sure. As I grow and get more into my my head, I know I'll have more to say. Yeah, no, <laughs> we, awesome. we, I'm sure we could keep going. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again for listening to this episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. Let's try to connect. Reach out to me. You can go to my website at com, or you can Google my name, Kike Autry on Google, and there you'll find my Facebook and Instagram accounts. If you would like to schedule an appointment, you can go to my website or you can go to the website of the practice that I serve at, Katie Teen and familycounseling.com. I can't wait to hear from you. Please share my content and remember, continue the conversation. Mm-hmm.